Hello and welcome to another episode of the Craft Beer Talk Show. Uh, I really need to get some sort of intro music uh, or something along those lines. Um, but you guys are probably sick and tired of me just jumping into this. Uh, I'm your host, Matt Sausch. If this is your first time, welcome. This is a show where we talk about craft beer, the history of beer, and basically whatever else comes to my mind. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. You'll notice I took out the craft liquor part of my little spiel that was, uh, I used to say, um, craft liquor from time to time, but I, I took it out mainly because, well, we haven't talked about it. Uh, I had a plan for it. But as the returning listeners know, that became the uh, infamous lost sixth episode. One day, I promise it will arise, but this is the 13th episode. Today, we're trying out a beer uh, that was sent to me by the lovely people at Storyteller Beverages. It is their lager, their flagship beer. I'm excited to see how this beer stacks up against other beers for the, uh, the craft beer talk show, introductory to craft beer choice of the year. Which, if you don't know, it's uh, it's an award I made. Uh, it's quite the title, I understand. But it's an award I made starting this year uh, for beers from local breweries that allow people who haven't explored much of the craft beer world, or maybe even beer world in general, uh, to jump in. The beer typically would be a lager or a light ale, low on hops, slight refreshing taste, something simple that if they liked beer before... Um, before they tried craft, that is, but were too scared of maybe the crazy flavors and aromas that uh, some of these breweries come uh, come up with, then they'll they'll know it's it's a much bigger world than you think. So that's kind of the the introductory to craft beer uh, part. Because on this show, I'm a big advocate for supporting local business. Hence, it's a show about um, craft and microbreweries, and I think it's important for everybody to give them a shot. You know, there's a lot of people who just go. Um, to the beer store or liquor store and I'll get into a interesting uh, point about the LCBO and beer store and where you buy your beer from a little bit later on um, I, I just think it's good to try these beers and, and give back to the community and support local businesses you know you, you'll grab Coors Light or Budweiser whatever but there's a lot of beers that are craft and from sort of like a mom pa type of place that are exactly um, like those beers. So I've said it a million times on here, uh, but for the people who haven't listened before, uh, that's a big thing that I believe in, and uh, I, I feel like it's important you know that. Uh, for example, some of these beers uh, in the running as of right now, and they have to be uh, tasted on the show for that year. So this year obviously would be a short year. Um, the winner will be announced sometime in November. I think I started this only early summer, so... It'll be kind of like a half season, whereas before, you know, I'll start in January as the new year comes, and then people have 11 months, basically, to, to try and compete for this award. But uh, these are some of the beers in the running so far. We've got the Naughty Otter Pilsner and even the Lager, uh, both excellent beers. Uh, we have Furnace Room Brewery, Beardmore Kolsch, um, and then the Steam Whistle Session Lager. That was the newly uh, released beer. The, the Pilsner... Uh, could be an introduction to beer, um, but I think the lager is, is kind of, I don't know, I guess both of them, the lager and the pilsner, let's say. And then I'm thinking potentially Storyteller um, might be a, a candidate for this award, but we'll get to that um, in a little bit. So the Storyteller story will be kind of near the end of the episode. That's actually pretty funny to say. 
Um, and how I came across them, I'll, I'll also share with you. I just wanted to chat a bit about my upcoming weekend. I, I thought to myself, it's funny because I always talk about what I'm going to do and I never actually talk about things I talked about in the last episodes. So there might be plenty of things um, that I mentioned, oh, I'll, I'll update you on the next show and then I never do. So I have to be uh, paying more attention to that. So in this episode, I promise you if I say that, I will inform you exactly how it went down on the next episode. And if I don't, make sure you call me out on it because, you know, sometimes we need it. Um, but this upcoming weekend, I want you to look out for on the Instagram page uh, at Craft Beer Talk Show. I'm going away for the weekend, staying up in Kingston and Ottawa, um, one night each. So leaving Friday night, getting to Kingston, kind of doing stuff during the day, but uh, going to do the Kingston Penitentiary Tour. So if you don't know what that is, it's a, an old jail that was up in Kingston. It was uh, housing for, or like it, it would house criminals, but uh, criminals who, who committed very serious crimes. So it was a pretty big deal. Almost think of it as Canada's Alcatraz, um, but it closed down. I don't know what year, but then they opened it up for tours. Um, it's supposedly really haunted, and um, I've always wanted to do it, so this is a good time, better than any other. Uh, but most importantly, what I want you to look for on the Instagram page is I'll be walking around looking for some breweries um, to, to pick up some beers from, so I'll make sure to post those uh, on the on the Instagram page and, and, and shout out some of these local breweries that I'm stopping in. Um, I'm going to try and stop in and, and check out as many as I can. And In fact, the, the brewery I'm doing next week is from the Kingston area. Um, and there's also a bunch of great breweries out in the, the Ottawa area as well. So it should be uh, pretty exciting. So now um, that thing about the LCBO and the beer store, I want to bring it to your attention, especially if giving back to the community or supporting small business is the reason you prefer craft beer over mainstream labels. So if you're from Ontario, you'll know there are four main outlets that you can buy your craft beer from. The first two are the big ones. So we have um, the LCBO, which stands for Liquor Control Board of Ontario. And then we have the beer store. Then following that, we have the grocery stores, which is a pretty new thing. Um, I know in Quebec, if we have any Quebec listeners, you, you always used to be able to do that. Um but that's uh, fairly new for here in uh, Ontario. I think maybe just over a year, maybe two years now, maybe longer. Sometimes I lose track of time. But finally, the brewery itself, that's kind of like the last outlet. I think a lot of people just take the easy route rather than going right to the source. Um, but the LCBO, as we know, is government controlled. And the money that goes into the LCBO gets put back into the province. Now, I'm not exactly sure what the breakdown is for what they spend that revenue on. Um, but it's going back into the province. So it's like giving back to the community in a way. The grocery stores, uh, I believe, are fairly obvious. They get put into those businesses. So Loblaws or whatever chain you shop at. Uh, and even more obvious than that is the brewery itself. Uh, the money goes right into the business. Uh, they're able to market themselves better, grow larger, produce new things. Even more importantly, they put food on the table for their families, pay their bills. That's their job, right? So you go right to the source. Uh, of course, they do get money for their beer being in the LCBO, 
um, and all these other places. But I'm sure there's some percentages and cuts and all that kind of stuff. But if you go right to the source, that's the best way to do it. Uh, so that leaves just the beer store. Now, the beer store, I think for most people, is believed to be owned by the government, just like the LCBO. Um, but that's not the truth. In fact, the beer store is owned by three major beer companies, uh, Molson Coors, uh, Labatt, which is owned by Anheuser-Busch and Bev, as well as Sleeman, which is owned by Japan Sapporo. Now, you might have learned just right there that about Sleeman and the Sapporo connection, even Labatt being owned by um, an American company. And then I think there's another the InBev part of that is another partnership. Um, I'll, I'll get into that maybe in a different episode, breaking down these major labels. But I'm not saying that you need to boycott the beer store or anything like that, but I think it's important that people know where their money is going. I've always found um, that there is a larger selection at the LCBO, but this could be simply because it's it's harder to get into the beer store, especially when the larger companies are the ones who own it, and not to mention that all three of those companies have ownership outside of Canada. So not only are you supporting you know, these, these huge companies by buying that beer at the beer store, but you're also... Um, supporting international companies, not necessarily Canadian. And I'm just saying if that's your thing and that's your reason why, um, you know, buy local and all that kind of stuff, that is is where the money is going. So I try to do most of my shopping at the LCBO just for variety. But whenever I get the chance, I try to go to the brewery. Um, it's good to know, uh, to meet the people, to see where that beer is actually coming from. I think that uh, that's kind of... You know, the whole premise of the show, right? And how I say, sure, you can buy local, but it's also nice to see local in a sense, if that makes any sense. But that concludes um, all my pre-beer talk rants. So let's get on to the star of the show, Storyteller Lager, um, a beer I had been hearing about uh, a ton. And um, at the beginning of the summer, I think is really when I started hearing about them. Uh, I had seen them everywhere before. I, I didn't really know. I think it was a buddy of mine who who brought it up. He said, "Oh, you ever had Storyteller?" And I was like, "Oh no, I don't think uh, I don't think I ever had." So they would tell me uh, to try them out, and I I messaged them, telling them how I've heard nothing but great things, uh, and that I'm going to to feature them on an episode of the show. So they were ever so kind enough to send over a six pack for me to try out, um, and uh, I'm going to to dive into those beers. Uh, on this episode so thanks again storyteller it's a kind of a funny story about how it got dropped off uh, i was left in my backyard and there was kind of some confusion but nonetheless the beer is safe in my hands put in the fridge and we get to try it out together as far as their story goes um, i couldn't really find much about how they they came to be this and that which is funny storyteller but they don't even tell their own story but I learned that they are huge on being straightforward, transparent, and letting you take what you want from their beer. Um, I think the purpose of the whole brand image is kind of like um, this beer was meant for you to share your story, not necessarily be forced theirs down your throat, which is cool. Um, the name itself and their whole image really resonates with me, actually, um, because... In my friend group, and I have a pretty large friend group, 
um, I do this kind of this. It's like a ritual. Our, our back, you know, when we were a bit younger, it was definitely um, more of a ritual than it is now. We would always have these these um, these bonfires, and I would tell these stories, and it would be called the best friendzo stories. And then it would be like if there was eight people there, it's the eight best friendzo story, whatever. Uh, it actually all started at a lacrosse tournament. And uh, I told it to my lacrosse team. Uh, more or less, it's just a story of me telling, basically like a, it's like a murder mystery thriller type story where all the friends and people sitting around the fire, uh, you know, go missing or die in these these various ways. And people love it, so and they always ask me to keep telling it, or or maybe they just love making fun of me for telling the stories. But I I do enjoy doing it, and we are usually drinking some beers. Um, or whatever around the fire. So that's kind of why this beer resonates with me a little bit. And what better way to really um, listen to a story other than drinking storyteller beer. Uh, But also, I'll have to try and contact them about maybe an interview or something because on this show, we are very much interested in their story. The website is fun and cool. Check it out. It's very simplistic. You won't learn much. But if you, you want to buy it straight from them, then that's a good place to do it. Uh, so without further ado, let's jump into the tasting. Last week, uh, I did the pour off mic as I usually do, but I actually posted on Instagram um, what the beer looks like, kind of did the pour and the cracking um, on a video and then and posted on Instagram so people could see. So if you're interested in that, uh, go check it out. Instagram's Craft Beer Talk Show. So I'm going to do exactly that right now, and then we'll get into the tasting. Okay, so we have the pint poured. Um, like I said, if you want to check that out, it's on the Instagram. Nothing special, but uh, if you want to see a visual on uh, my tasting here, that's the way to do it. Uh, it's very, very light, very see-through, um, very clear. Looks exactly like a, a Bud Light or a Canadian. Uh, probably more like a Canadian because it is a little bit more dark kind of golden rather than very pale um, like the light American beers Um, in terms of smell very straw grassy grain like uh, really nothing over the moon I would imagine that there's not a lot of hops in here in fact I know that there's only 10 IBUs so that's not a lot at all I believe that the um, Canadian and, and Budweiser is only maybe five or, or seven. So it might even have a little bit more taste than those beers, which is a plus in my books, and especially why I think it's going to be a contender for the uh, Craft Beer Talk Show Introductory to Craft Beer Choice of the Year Award. But let's give it a taste. Okay. Interesting. Um, you know, there's not necessarily a whole lot going on. Uh, very, very simple, very straightforward. So I think that it actually is a really good contender um, for this this award. Uh, it's very light. It's kind of dry, smooth. Um, it has that grassy taste to match the smell. Um, you know, very straightforward. I think everybody probably listening um, is a beer drinker. And I'm sure everybody has probably tasted a beer just like this. So very run-of-the-mill. Um, and I think that's kind of also backs their brand image of, you know, we're a pretty straightforward beer. 
um, nice and light and simple to enjoy around their fire and to tell stories. So uh, I will say that the beer matches the brand image for sure. Uh, I'll give it one last sip here and then I'll give the score. Hmm. Yeah, very simple. I mean, like it's very almost hard to 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 criticize it in a way because it is just so simple, very crisp. Almost, if anything, I can taste a little bit of pear. Uh, it is a five percent beer, so you are getting a little bit more booze and alcohol than the uh, light beers that it tastes like. So I guess that's a plus. Uh, overall, seven point eight out of ten. Um, nothing special. But with that being said, um, it's super crushable, so don't rule this beer out just because it lacks in these massive flavor profiles. Uh, if anything, if you're looking for something that is simple and something that you can um, just chug down in the, the summer heat, this is a, a go-to beer. Maybe in the winter you want something a little bit more uh, toasty, uh, a little bit more warm. But in my opinion, this is definitely a great beer that you can you can have one after the other. Um, it's it would be a go to almost uh, a beer in my opinion. So seven point eight out of ten. Storyteller, check them out. Um, oh, would you look at that? Uh, I was actually just tagged in a uh, untapped review um, by my buddy Ryan. He was on the show, I believe, episode three. So you know what? We're gonna do a, a live on air reading of his review. Uh, we tasted an IBA, I believe, on that episode. So let's take a look at what he's sending me now. And would you would you look at that? It is another IBA, IPA, and it's from uh, Spearhead Brewing, which is pretty cool because I'm heading to Kingston this weekend, uh, like I mentioned earlier in the the show. This must be a sign that I have to to go check out this brewery while I'm there. Uh, let's see. He says it's a fantastic beer. So he's not a man of much words here. He says perfect amount of hoppiness along with a great smooth taste so he's a he's a lover of ipas if you listen to episode three you would know so i have to take his word for it um also congratulations to him and his girlfriend they recently just got uh engaged so cheers uh have a a storyteller or or one of these spearhead ipas uh for for ryan this weekend to to celebrate but if you want to check him out on untapped reviews adam has a friend uh, his name on there is Bond, B-O-N-D, like James Bond, and then Fire, all one word. Um, also check me out on Untapped uh, at Craft Beer Talk Show. But that just about wraps up um, this week's episode. I hope everyone has a great weekend, and I hope everyone drinks a lot of craft beer. Uh, if you do, get at me in the DMs and let me know uh, what you tasted, and uh, I'll definitely give it a, uh, a look. Cheers.